0: Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 156. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. I have been noticing over the past few weeks a common trend, and that is that. All of us are slowly losing our goddamn minds. (laughs) I feel like, you know, we're 18 months into this pandemic. It is so much worse than most of us could have ever anticipated. I think a lot of us have lost touch with how to coexist with one another. And I have a specific example that I'm thinking of that just I can't stop laughing at. (laughs) So... I live in a condo building in Washington, D.C., and there is a man who lives here who's very into gardening. Um, So he's got all kinds of plants on his balcony. He maintains a garden on our roof deck that all of us have access to, and he just, you know, Plants stuff and waters it. I don't know, whatever people who are into gardening do. And I guess last year he had planted a grapevine and it had grown on his balcony in a pot. And once it got to a certain size, he realized it needed to go in the ground. But, you know, as people who live in a building, we don't have ground in which to <laughs> plant things. So he, without getting permission, just went ahead, dug a massive hole in the yard of like the building where I live, and he planted a grapevine. Oh, and I should mention, he is on the condo board. <laughs> so... I didn't know any of this had happened until the last few weeks because this vine has taken root and it has just exploded in growth. I'm telling you, it must grow a few inches a day. It looks dramatically larger every time I see it. And unfortunately, it has started to attract some insects and rodents. (laughs) And so it's causing a problem. And the people who maintain the yard are trying to figure out how to get rid of it. But this guy is so emotionally attached to this plant and he freaks out anytime anyone brings up getting rid of it. And he has a sign on it not to cut it in both English and Spanish, just in case the people who work in the yard don't understand it. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> Like, people have gone mad. They've gone mad. Okay. And I just, I don't know. Do you guys have experiences or examples of where you're like, I can't imagine this happening? like at another period in time. We've just become so disconnected with one another that we don't think about how our actions impact others or how something that we plant could get a ton of rats to come. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, I'm noticing it with some of you who've been leaving some not so nice reviews on my podcast. And trust me, you are all welcome to review as you like. But the things that people are picking on are like absolutely insane. Last week, my guest mentioned reading Hunter Biden's book. I have not read the book. I said it sounded interesting. That was something that someone went after. It's like if you're going to comment, you know, just at least give me some something I can work on to improve the podcast. Tell me that I need to improve my audio or whatever it is, you know, but to focus on one comment, I (laughs) I just, I don't know. Also, friendly reminder that my DMs are open. So if I say something that you don't like, or you have something you want to tell me, You can do that directly, and you can receive a response from me. I love hearing from all of you. Speaking of which, when I recorded the last two episodes, I was unaware of comments that Archie had made on social media with regards to Gaza and the situation with Israel-Palestine. And so... I didn't comment on it because I was not in, aware that she had said those things. And obviously, I do not co-sign um, any sort of hate or discrimination in any form. Anyway, that's that's all I have to say about people going crazy. If you have similar experiences where you feel like people are extra on edge or extra just absurd, please reach out and let me know so I'm not feeling like I'm the only person noticing this. <laughs> All right, I have such a fun podcast for you guys today. First, I have Donnie Hadfeld-Smith from the Know That podcast to chat about what it was like at the Real Housewives of New Jersey filming in Brooklyn a few weeks back. So last week, I had incorrectly said that the Real Housewives of New Jersey were playing against a minor league baseball team. That is not what happened. Donnie is here to correct me because he was there and give us a little bit of boots on the ground about what might be happening during filming for Jersey. And then I have Lakia DeWalt. She is a moderator on Clubhouse for Club Bravo. She is amazing and I am so glad we got to really get in depth about Potomac and Beverly Hills in particular, because she has a lot of incredible insights. So be sure to follow her on social media and give her some love. This was her first podcast. As always, be sure to follow me on social media at Mandy Slutsker on Twitter and Instagram and Clubhouse, although I'm not on it very often. And if you like the podcast, give it a five star review and leave a Note if you feel like it. <laughs> okay, without further ado, here is my chat with Donnie. Hi, everyone. I am here with Donnie Hadfeld Smith uh, from the Know That Pod.
1: <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you?
0: Good. I'm laughing because. I asked Sonny to come on to explain something that I think I had botched and gotten wrong explaining on the last podcast, which is what the women of the Real Housewives of New Jersey were up to at Coney Island something to do with minor league baseball and you were there so I was
1: there I'm your very own boots (laughs) on the ground
0: boots on the ground you had dm'd me and said are you still in Brooklyn do you want to go to this and I was (laughs) like it's 100 degrees and my sister in law is pregnant not going into large crowds but go ahead have so much fun let me know how it is so let us know Donnie how was it what was it (laughs)
1: it was so much fun well I'll start with what it was first I guess so I too botched it until I got there and then like halfway through I was like I don't think they're not playing like a minor league baseball team I couldn't have been right in that and I wasn't (laughs) right in that so it was the real housewives of New Jersey and friends there were a couple women that I never that I didn't recognize but then besides that we had like Gia and Frankie Jr. Like the gang was truly all there. (laughs) Were the husbands there too? Everyone except Bill. Ooh wonder what he was up to. I don't know. (laughs) I think
0: he's like you know at the hospital I'm
1: sure. Probably working but I do wonder if it is like maybe he wasn't doing anything crazy but I do wonder if he is if he and Jennifer are the like drama this year and he just didn't want to be around that. That is very possible. Because Bravo cameras were there and Jennifer didn't go into the outfield for one inning because her and I forget the woman's name, but Tiki Barber's wife, they were in the dugout like getting heated. Oh, my God. (laughs) You got to watch this all live? I watched it. I tried to stand behind them. So I'm in the shot. But we'll see. I'm probably edited out. How close were you to them? To them, not too close. Like, to the field, we were four. It's a baseball field, right? Yeah, we'll call it a field. <laughs> see, and That's why I botched for what it was. Um, we were four rows behind the field, right behind home plate. So we did see a lot of oh, them. Oh, that's it very just, close. Yeah. But then, like, to their dugout, we weren't super close. But Got now it. we know for next time.
0: Did you bring binoculars?
1: No, I didn't think to. Because I'm used to, like, Phillies games where they have the big screen to watch if you need to but no I didn't think to bring binoculars
0: I see so where physically was this describe the field like was it so it's like on Coney Island which mm-hmm. team plays there
1: the couldn't tell you it's <laughs> at the May Monides Park Oh, Maimonides. Something like that. M A I M O N I D E S. Yeah, sure. Yes. And Maimonides also has a health center, and that is who played against them. The staff of the medical center played against Real Housewives in New Jersey, and all proceeds went to Maimonides Health Center.
0: Did anyone from the baseball team play baseball?
1: didn't look like it based on the the talent on that field the housewives of new jersey team won against whatever the other team was so i'm assuming there was no baseball help
0: that is hilarious um (laughs) so tell me like who else was there was there anyone outside of the real housewives of new jersey that you knew from the bravo world that was there
1: Oh, was there? So when we first walked into the stadium, it was almost like she worked there. Like we walked in, we gave our ticket and we walked up these steps. And then Meredith Brooks, no, that's not her name.
2: Meredith.
1: Meredith Brooks is the woman who sings, I'm a bitch. I'm <gasps> yeah, I'm
0: a <laughs> lover. I'm a child.
1: <laughs> she was not at the New Jersey Housewives baseball game. Um, but Meredith Marks was. So we went up, we I went with Samaj of I Am Canceled. Um, and immediately we just broke up the little group she was in and we were like, Can we get a picture? She said "Yeah." <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> And then I found out later, I didn't see her during the game, but I found out Brashan was there as well.
0: So tell me what happened with
1: Brashan. I would love to. So I saw after the game, I was home safe. I saw a flyer on her stories that she was advertising the game. So when I messaged her. I was like, oh, my God, were you there? And she said, yes, thank you so much for your support. I said, okay, I'm not, I didn't even know you were going to be there. I'm not supporting you. I'm supporting Teresa, Jackie, Jennifer, you know, all the girls. Bershon, you are not who I was supporting.
0: The reason I find this so funny (laughs) is because she did the same thing to me. Um, So I was with Samaj from I Am Cancelled as well in DC at a bar and Marge was there and we talked to Marge and then Bershon was there and we had this conversation Conversation with Bershon and all the listeners know like she took my phone, she went to my Instagram, she searched for her name and then she followed herself from my mm. phone um, and was like, you don't follow me. And I was like, I don't know who you are. It was before oh God, the Real Housewives yeah. of New York even aired. Like I didn't know that there was going to be a new friend of, I truly didn't know anyone besides <sighs> Ebony. And so... You know, she was talking to us and whatever. And then um, I tagged her in a a photo or something. And then we were like chit-chatting just very briefly. And she was like, thanks so much for your support. And I'm like, what? Oh I'm God. so confused. <laughs> uh, it was like she had, you know, like those like bears that you can squeeze their hand and they say like three things. It's It's <laughs> like that. It's like she only has a couple responses. It was oh very God. bizarre to me.
1: That is bizarre. Now, did she follow you back or no? No,
0: there was no interest. (laughs) It was very obvious that she was trying to get her numbers up.
1: Oh, my God. That is crazy. So unusual. Now, do you think that she's just a, I don't know, a nicer word for the term, so like a social climber? Or do you think she was a genuine Housewives fan? So now that she's in that world, she's at all these events. Because if I... Was asked to be a friend of, I would probably go to still these things like New Jersey, (laughs) baseball games, a dance party with Marge. Yeah,
0: I don't really know what her deal is. Like if we haven't learned a lot about her other than she's a stage four breast cancer survivor, but... It seems as if she's like a fan of the show that then got on the show and is behaving how any crazy (laughs) fan would, but almost more delusional. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even if I got asked to be on the show as a friend of, and I was so excited about it, and I went to every event, which I would, I would never take another person's phone and force (laughs) them to follow me on social media. No.
1: That is terrible. When I saw this is really a tangent, I apologize. When I saw Greece on tour, Taylor Hicks from American Idol was in it as the teen angel. And he came I went to the stage door after because I thought Kanicki was so cute. And Taylor Hicks came out and just assumed I wanted his autograph. He pulled the playbill from my hands and signed his name. <gasps> I was like, this was not for you. That is
0: the exact same energy <laughs> that Brashan is giving. Exact.
1: Maybe she learned it from him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you know about The Real Housewives of New Jersey filming right now? Have you heard any tea?
1: Um, I did hear that that Jennifer and Bill are like the... Not source of rumors, but there are rumors about Bill stepping out and that Jennifer knew for a long time, but she was like trying to hide it. So when Bill was not at the game, I do feel like that cemented that rumor to be true.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: So we'll see. And apparently Marge is behind it, which I I have heard rumblings from different places that Marge even pre-filming was spreading that, was planting those seeds. So I could see it.
0: I can see it too. It makes (laughs) me sad because I really love Marge and I feel like it's a kind of a dark thing to to do. At the same time, Jennifer has consistently been going after Marge, even though Marge has been very honest about how her and Joe's relationship started, which was that they were both married to other people. So I don't know. It's so... I like everyone on the cast. I think they do a great job. And so, you know, it's the only other cast I say that about is Potomac, where I really, right. truly, like, like everyone being on the cast. And
1: it's tough I feel like they to each other. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because I was nervous about this year of Potomac because we don't have to get into like whose side or whatever, but I do think as a group, they worked so well together last year. So with the loss of Monique, I was nervous about what that would do to a group dynamic, but I think they're still going strong. So hopefully Jersey would be able to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, The other rumor I've heard about Jersey is that Jennifer and Teresa are having some friction and that I think Jennifer thinks that Teresa is supposed to stick up for her more or be mm. her ride or die. And I just don't think Teresa does that for anyone, but
1: her bambly. Right. <laughs> No, I could totally see that. And like I said, Jennifer was filming that side scene. I don't even think I've seen I saw mics on anyone else. So I think the baseball game is just for Jennifer and the new wife to have this conversation. And for that to be her ally this year, I was like, oh, something is up.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, that was supposed to be someone she brought on the show.
1: I don't know if that's who she brought on the show, but like when I saw them filming this scene and Jennifer was like venting to her, I said, oh, that's weird that this new wife is who she's oh, that's who. Her- so, yeah. so she
0: was venting to her, but not necessarily like yelling at her.
1: Yeah, because it did look heated, but only one sided. So I don't think yet yeah, it, it could have went either way. But that is who her scene was with.
0: <laughs> Got it. Interesting. This is all just so fascinating. <laughs> I'm so glad you were there to be boots on the ground. Now, Me too. you live where in Manhattan?
1: No, I live in Brooklyn. Oh, I live in Crown live Heights. In Brooklyn. Yes, okay. Yes.
0: So that's not that too far from Coney Island. I was thinking no, you was... were traveling like <laughs> 2 hours on the subway to get I mean, to this, which I probably still I would. would have. Yeah, yes, of for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I told Samaj, if he knows of any more um, Potomac events, I'll go to that. And <laughs> that is longer than a two-hour subway ride.
0: Yes, for sure. <laughs> and you can stay with me anytime. We're Perfect. Glad Thank to have you. you. And yes. we can show up. We We need to do another winery event.
1: <gasps> Please.
0: I'm thinking maybe sometime in the fall. Just... Have an event, have other people come meet us there. I know some people have messaged me saying, are you guys going to do a fall event where like people can come? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know anyone would be interested. (laughs) But yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, we should totally do that. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being boots on the ground, explaining what the hell was going on with this baseball game that Veronica and I just couldn't stop laughing at and that um, I incorrectly reported as the Real Housewives of New Jersey playing up against a minor league baseball team.
1: Well, that's what I, Samaj was like, how long do these events last? And I was like, I imagine it will be a half hour if they're going against the baseball team.
0: Baseball team, but it was against these health workers and they were raising money. What were they raising money for?
1: I I even pulled up the poster, so I would, I knew you were going to ask that, as one would. I think just the medical center.
0: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the same medical center that Dolores goes does work with for the breast yes. cancer okay yes. Maimonides yeah. yeah okay that makes sense yeah oh I love that me too I love Dolores and I love the I work truly she I does. didn't
1: even me too and that's what I thought I was just supporting that I didn't even know that Bravo was going to be filming that so as soon as I saw my first boom mic I gasped my knees <gasps> buckled
0: <laughs> oh my god you saw a boom mic you saw Meredith Marks <laughs> You learned that
1: Bershon was at
0: the event as well. Yeah, this is yeah. just all the important information.
1: <laughs> the gang was truly all there. Oh,
0: well, I can't wait for Jersey to be back on our screens. I feel like it's one of my favorites, but I'm assuming we won't have it back until maybe spring of
1: 2022. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Donnie, just remind everyone where they can find you and where they can hear your podcast.
1: Of course. Thank you. You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Real Donnie Wood. And if you would like to hear me talk more about Housewives, you can listen to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast that's available on all streaming platforms. Or if you want to hear me talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley, you can listen to I Am the Cute One, a Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast, also available on all streaming platforms
0: oh my gosh I absolutely love I am the cute one it's adorable (laughs)
1: thank you (laughs) and so funny and
0: that's with Chelsea at Ono Bravo yes all right well we will have to check in with you again uh, in a couple months
1: (laughs) of course I'll be back
0: (laughs) take care Donnie
1: (laughs) bye
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help
0: Hi, everyone. I am here with Miss Lakia DeWalt. She and I had met on Clubhouse many months ago. Um, I have since fallen off on Clubhouse, (laughs) but love hearing her takes on Bravo. Lakia, welcome to the podcast.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here and getting into these housewives.
0: Yeah, so so how, I guess how have you been enjoying this summer of housewives
3: i've been enjoying the summer of housewives so much because i believe we started with something was ending uh, probably dallas but then we got new york then we had beverly hills and then all of a sudden it's like coming this summer potomac I, I was, i like, wow this is going to be it because historically new york and beverly hills were some of my favorites and then you come, Potomac is a new favorite. So I've just been loving it every second of it.
0: I know. I think it was Jersey that ended, and I was like, okay. no, I don't want to like lose them, you know, because they're so <laughs> strong of a mm-hmm. cast. But my God, I am just absolutely loving these, you know, having these franchises on together. New York a little less. <laughs> but but it's still, you know, something.
3: It's something. We'll we'll New York um, is this but the city that never sleeps, uh, she'll come back. <laughs> It'll come <She'll>, back. <laughs>
0: exactly. It was like, we're watching the city that never sleeps while it was sleeping.
3: Yes. You know, yes.
0: and I think I think that impacted kind of how the overall feels were. But I wanted to start out with Potomac because I thought this was sort of like where the season sort of, is getting heated with Mm -hmm. everything that's going on. So rather than just like recapping everything, I want to just go through some stuff, uh, different of, you know, characters, (laughs) sometimes as we call them, and kind of your thoughts on what's going Mm -hmm. on. So the episode begins, they're all having breakfast, and Giselle pulls Robin aside, and they end Mm -hmm. up discussing Robin's lack of motivation in a little Mm -hmm. bit more depth. And I think... Giselle gives some tough love how like what are your thoughts on their friendship dynamic on what's happening with Robin and how Giselle is approaching it
3: well I do like their friendship dynamic because it does seem genuine because um Giselle pulled Robin aside I totally thought it was going to be some shady things going on upstairs but then it was a genuine moment of hey friend what's going on and from and I don't know if this is the correct term but Is it imposter syndrome that maybe Robin might have? Well, for me, and even based on the next episode's preview or um, mid-season trailer, it seems as though Robin is loving that she's successful, but still maybe traumatized from what happened with all their money. And if you don't have a lot of money, people can't steal it from you. So maybe she's just wanting to not get so great where it gets out of control and she needs help that could possibly... Someone can take advantage of again so uh, when i heard she was turning down macy's and tj maxx and um, I, how did do, how does that even work how right do you say, hey <laughs> macy's i'll just call you back i mean you could be at the macy's day parade girl i mean what are you doing and um i do think that as from a business perspective tough love is great from giselle from the personal perspective like at the dinner table with Her speaking on her marriage. It was a little rougher than I would have wanted it, but but they're friends for a reason. So if she likes it, I love it. Okay, Robin, if that's, that's the way y'all go. <laughs> that's that's all you.
0: <laughs> I would have left in tears, absolute tears, if I was Robin. But Robin and I yeah. are not very similar, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I like it. I appreciate that she can handle it. You're right. You're totally right by like separating the business and the personal, because mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot happening with her that she needs to unpack and figure out. I. I think in the beginning, I thought, oh, this is likely depression, but I think it could be more complex. Um, It may be a lot of different things, um, including potentially depression. Uh, She posted something on Instagram where people had reached out to her and said, you may want to get screened for ADD, adult ADD. A lot of people who have that have tasks they need to do, but can't complete them. And oh. and like it's like she knows what she has to do. She's framing it as lack of motivation, but it also sounds like there's other things impeding her from doing what she needs to do. So I really hope that she's finding some support from a professional, maybe not a life coach
3: <laughs> or a spiritual advisor like Sonia. When the psych is like, "No, honey, you you need real you help. You need like, real <laughs> <laughs> no." <laughs> No, we don't. I'm 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 into that stuff, but no, you need a someone with the
0: energy. Yeah, it can't be only like I yes. I'm into that stuff too. I think yeah. you know if you know God bless you if a healer mm-hmm. works for you, go go forth and prosper. But you know at some point you know you need to call in the the professionals. Um, yeah, it was the one thing I'm really just so shocked by continuously with Giselle is her just so blatant like internalized misogyny. She looks at everything through a man, through a husband, and she's saying, you cannot have your fine husband telling you you're unattractive. That doesn't motivate you? It's like that's her motivation because she only views success in life and not just business, but by having a man.
3: Yes, that that is interesting to me because um that that is unfortunate because Giselle I know has to have more to her than just her being so beautiful and if a man finds her attractive or not or not I, I know for a fact she's more has more depth than that but it's almost as if she's telling Robin caught yakata now you need to keep them. and um it's it's, these these two went through so much if they stuck together when they weren't even really married they weren't even maybe in a true relationship because of financial reasons just a couple of months of being a little like bedhead is not going to ruin the relationship you know I I don't think so so Giselle I, I don't I don't know where that comes from I, I don't know where that comes from, but I believe she was raised in the South and um, Louisiana. Yeah, it could be a lot of that. There's a lot of that in the South, and and she just does seem. And I don't want to seem like a you know a Karen, a Karen Huger, not a real <laughs> Karen. <laughs> but it does seem like she's always kind of focused on other people's relationships. It's it's it's, it's alarming.
0: I think it's because she doesn't want to deal with what's happening in her own home and herself yeah
3: correct because if you're if you think that being attractive is what can attract and keep a man well Giselle should have you know a whole line of them and according to the show we've just seen that it it doesn't work out that way so maybe she's starting to question i i am like she says you'll be gone and buried before this phase okay you're correct you're still beautiful it's not fading But if your goal is to have a relationship, why is that not happening for you? And maybe you should ask yourself that. Yeah.
0: I just feel like she's one of those women that goes for men who are not good for her and continuously Mm -hmm. chases them and tries to make them happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not sure why why she does that.
3: It's so odd to me because all the men that seem to be on the show um, just don't seem interested in her. It seems like it's a big, he's just not into you thing. And that is so strange to me. And you're right. It's almost as if she goes for men that are unavailable emotionally or not. Someone reminded me, there was a man with the mom that there was that weird thing. And and then I think there was, um, a man she was dating that had an ex-wife that maybe someone brought, there's this Sherman? a woman, he's, Sh- Sherman, yes, Sherman, Yeah. he didn't look too interested, it's, but then she's overly interested, even in the car ride with, um, with her ex-husband, uh, Reverend, oh gosh, I Jamal Bryant, yes, yes, Jamal, <laughs> yes, we're gonna write that down, because you can't, they done mess me up, calling that man that, um, even just t- taking him to the airport, she was just all on him. just—it just, It's very strange. The, the whole thing is very strange, and I just hope there's this secret man that's obsessed with her that's just not made for TV. He's like, you do what you do for the cameras, I'm here for you because right. this does not make sense.
0: <laughs> but I also think if there was a man that was really into her, she wouldn't yeah. be into them back. It's like she's pining True. for men that are unavailable to fulfill her needs emotionally
3: to chase after something. It's, it's very interesting. I I don't know. But she's raised some very independent, strong young ladies. Oh, I think yeah. So that's the dynamic. It's not as if she's like, Tinsley's mom who does put that on Tinsley. If you remember her mom's like, they're all crying in the wedding dress with the babies and everything else. So it's very odd. It doesn't seem like she puts it on her daughters, but she puts it on herself. She that hopefully one day she'll allow us to unpack that with her let's let's go there we we want you to be happy um we don't want people living in the phone, you know. We want people coming to the reunions. <laughs> I
0: love that. Come on, Giselle, take those men out your phone. Right? She that's so that's such a good point. You know, she's raised these three incredible girls. And so she clearly has something going on, right, mm-hmm. if she's able mm-hmm. to raise these wonderful women. I just think she's someone who doesn't really like showing vulnerability and that's what i think i at least as an audience member am craving from her please be open with us tell us how humiliated you were when jamal cheated on you when you were married and you were pregnant tell us what led to you eventually you know over 10 years later going back to him W- tell us how humiliated you were by Monique and what she had said, like mm-hmm. open up and then try and unpack why you stay with this person or why you pine after this person. You know, let us in.
3: Let us in and just don't re rehash history. That is one of my pet peeves is we were all there. Now you're rehashing history that even your bestie Robin doesn't believe or your stylist like this this quarantine is just not working for us we're you know jamal and i we're just going to take a break i mean he lives in the phone honey you just try to reclaim the night no you don't get to reclaim reclaim karen's read to you about jamal living in a in the phone as yours it's almost like the way she did it was very awkward it wasn't even funny so in that moment you could have just been a little vulnerable and so yeah there were some things i found out plus the quarantine we just decided to move on. But nope, she was just playing it like, oh yeah, he's just, I need a man here. And even her stylist was like, really? Because you always said you didn't want someone here. Thinking- Cal, right? Yes, That's the- yes, <laughs> yes. He's like, really? That's not what we, okay, well, maybe you should have alerted me to this conversation beforehand because this is not jiving to what normal Giselle is. It's very strange and it's odd to uncomfortable to look at someone rewrite history stick with it and we're all just like okay I guess we're moving on okay yeah it's it just... even her face at the reunion she just doesn't move it's just like she just stone not face maybe she doesn't care but I didn't I didn't want to I have to admit, when when all that stuff was happening, I did jump off my couch. I was like, woo. I said it wasn't like I wanted her to be sad. I just wanted a reaction from Giselle once and for all, because she never gets got. She got cornered, but she didn't even react. So she didn't get any of us what she what we wanted, which is a, I guess is a power move in a way.
0: It is. I really that's the thing is we want a reaction. We want to see how she truly feels because there's only certain sides of her. I think she's comfortable sharing with us on the show it's like her bitchy side her bossy side like she doesn't want to let us into any sort of vulnerable or emotional side and I think you know what makes a really good housewife and why I would argue Ashley is really dynamic Mm -hmm. on screen is because we do get to see many facets of her we see her being messy we also see her being very vulnerable and she doesn't seem to shy away from talking about problems in her marriage, problems in her home, problems with her family, and how it makes her feel.
3: Yes, and there's power in that because every reunion, when Ashley right, wrong, or indifferent, gives her views on her husband, her marriage, her relationship. It stops the questions cold because it's her view. It's it's pretty honest from her point of view what she believes that she chooses to believe her husband and there's power in that like this is this is my truth and there's no more questions to ask because Ashley just put it all out there so we have to move on versus with Giselle we have to move on because she's given us nothing it reminds me of old school reunion Nini. remember how Mm. Nini would just come to reunions and give nothing Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I'm not going to react, or it's not even worth me to talk to you. And it's like, come on, it's a reunion, Nene. Right?
3: Reunion, Nene was always a letdown. So um, the same thing with Giselle. She just the most exciting thing about her was the the shadowy bodyguard in in the back. You know, (laughs) (laughs) the shadowy figure in the back. Oh
0: man. Well, let's move on to Wendy. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> Wendy, zen, <win.
0: laughs> zen Wen, who's not very Zen, uh, she was upset, obviously, about what Giselle had said to her the day before at dinner. And what I think she was most upset about, which I think makes sense, is the comment that she, you know, had substance last year and insinuation that she doesn't have any substance now. And I think that's a reason to be upset with someone. They told you you don't have substance. Are you kidding me? She's like, look at what I've done with my life. It is all substance, you know. So for someone to tell her that it really cuts to the core of who she views herself as. Uh-huh. What do you make of the changes, uh, or at least in quotes, that people are viewing with Wendy this year?
3: So I'm very naive. I I didn't when I first would see the promos, I was like, Oh, I guess she lost some baby weight. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, okay, she looks so good. And she looked very good before, but I just didn't realize I didn't place like, Oh, with her baby being so young, she was probably still um, maybe not all the way where she used to be, especially as pictures started to come out after the season. So her physical changes I'm all for it. I like it. I. She's proud of it. Um, this is the thing about people and humility. Why? You know, if it's if there, of course, she's not taking anything away from anybody else because she is acknowledging and proud of something that she did, paid for, for herself. And she's proud of it. She's sharing it. She's putting it on blast to make sure no one's talking about it. So I like it. You know, she didn't claim the booty yet. And then she did. So everything looks good. I don't even think I, it's just I, I don't have children. But it seems like a lot of mothers, especially as three children, it does affect your body. And if that's what it takes to kind of feel like not even better, just back to who you were. I like the changes. Um, but it is interesting. The personality change is what is a little that plus the personality, I'll, the personality enhancement—that's uh, c- a little confusing. Is was—is this her? Because she was funny and fine last year. Now, I don't know. It's 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 different. I, I'm still trying to understand because we're all we're like Shrek, we're onions. We all have layers. Is this a layer she's pulling back? What what is this? So, I don't think it's because of the changes of her physical form. I just think maybe she came in more confident, feeling comfortable, and a little self-produced.
0: That's it. (laughs) I think that's the issue that a lot of us are seeing that the other women are seeing that they can't really say or it breaks the fourth Mm -hmm. wall. You acted different on camera last season. You're projecting something else this season. What's the change? Are you reacting to how people viewed you on the show and trying to calibrate what the audience wants from you? Um, Or is this actually part of who you are? And if it's part of who you are, why are you only showing us like a layer at a time? Like, oh, now I'm going to be, you know, twerking Wendy and yes. bodysuit Wendy. And then now <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, a political commentator, Wendy, mm-hmm. like she's seems to be having difficulty showing all aspects of herself comfortably in front mm-hmm. of the cameras.
3: It And it is, it is odd. And um, going back to you, um, I forgot to say this substance thing. It And it probably stabbed her where it hurt when they said that, because She's thinking, I created this character that's going to be fun, because that's what people want. They want fun, housewives, not too serious, talking about their degrees, and I'm just trying to be a part of the girls, be a part of fun, and now, wait, no substance. That I'm still degreed. I'm still educated. I'm still intelligent. In fact, I like that scene with her and Ashley. Well, Ashley said, like, well, G- G- Giselle didn't want to come to you last night because of how you felt. She said, well, Giselle didn't know how I felt last night. Oh, see that substance, that's smart. I, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a she, good point. Mm. Yeah, I was like, okay, Wendy, Dr. Wendy. Um, she does need to find the balance and I love all the outfits. I did think that the Versace, Versace, Versace outfit was a bit much for the, you know, small town Cracker Barrel place they were at. <laughs> I was just like, okay, we're loving the outfit. <laughs> But is that is I mean is that the restaurant for it? Because we're going to Cracker Barrel, right? In the country, I, you know, is Colonial more like,
0: Williamsburg may not be the space to wear like a Versace or Gucci or I don't even know all Gucci the names,
3: <laughs> right? So love the outfit. Can we go into city with it? Like, and um, the girls are new; they're going to be pumped up. Love that they're pumped up. Maybe one size bigger, just you know. As far as the the little bustier, but other than that, I just felt so sad for her when she kind of closed her blouse a little bit when they were talking about her. To her, so they they got her, they they got her, and I hope they just don't have as big of a vocabulary as Dr. Wendy does, and just use substance and didn't really know what it meant. Right. I, it.
0: <laughs> I just with Wendy, I just want to like shake her and be like, girl just be yourself. Don't yes. worry about what the audience thinks about you, what they uh-huh. think about your clothing, your body, um, your degrees, just uh-huh. be who you are. You were chosen to be on the show for a reason, you know and and let everything else fall together. you know it'll it'll come uh-huh. together. So what I've been realizing is like, I think she is trying to be a play the role of a housewife.
1: Mm-hmm. Either
0: that or last season she was playing some role. Like there's something different in what she's trying to project in, on the camera. That's where I see an issue. I it's very a for, forgivable thing. It's very mm-hmm. understandable for her to want to be liked. And so I almost want her to open up more about that. I feel like we're you know, it's reminding me a little bit, not the same at all, of like how Erica projected a certain persona for many years and then all of a sudden is telling us, oh, forget that. No, no, no. This is actually what was happening. With Wendy, it's like, just just lay it out there for us. I loved Wendy last season. Yes. Absolutely loved. I loved her talking about her degrees. I wasn't mm-hmm. annoyed with it at all. I'm mm-hmm. like, you should be proud of this. You know, you've accomplished so much. I liked her talking about politics. I understand she just had a baby and that's tough but you know this season I feel like she really leaned in to being a housewife and I feel like the fight would be so much more interesting between her and Giselle and Ashley and Robin if they all just came out and said you're doing this for the camera or you're doing this for the show you decided to do this for you know season two Wendy is going to be different and then then see how she reacts to it.
3: Right, instead of putting it on, oh, it's because you're insecure about your marriage. Well that those are fighting words. Who who would who would want I mean, that's pretty much they were yeah and you know, insinuating. And um I saw an interview with Wendy that Wendy was saying that Robin was the one that brought the rumors to her in the first place. So everybody's acting in there. So now I'm just totally confused. So they already knew about the rumors. Robin's pretending, they're pretending like it's about the rumors, but really, like you said, it's about why are you coming in here all brand new, self-produced, and this isn't even the vibe of our show. Like, you know, Thong Wendy, uh, Bodysuit Wendy, just be Slither Wendy. Be the Wendy with all the expressions. I just loved it. Whenever they would be fight, she would always have a just, ooh, oh, ooh, I expression. know. Her
0: facial expressions yes. are incredible. Absolutely love them.
3: Yes. But they probably don't want to mess, they probably don't want to mess with Wendy anymore, because the way she just went all the way in, I was like, wow, she's, she just burnt the house down with Jamal. And the
0: <laughs> I liked part of it. I liked, yeah. I would say maybe like 85 to 90% 85, of it. Yeah. Um, some of it, I was like, ooh, you know, that's, yeah. that's not great. But yeah, I enjoy seeing true emotions. I think she's mm-hmm. pissed that they brought this up on camera. I oh, think course. in general, we're, we're on a sixth season of Potomac. In the beginning, it was all brand new. Now they're starting to self-produce a bit, decide mm-hmm. what to bring up on camera, what not to. And I think she's pissed. You guys chose to bring up of all the rumors and all the things that are in blogs. You chose the thing about me. And, mm-hmm. you know, now you'll feel my fury. Let's go through some of the things that she uh, said to <laughs> <Giselle>. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good, good, I've got an, well, first she called her the spawn of the devil. Um, okay. Then she said she wanted to put them on notice because they're playing with her husband's name. Um. She really brings up the camera. She said, fuck these motherfucking cameras. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Robin is like, what, what are you talking about? What was said about Eddie? She's like, eat a cracker. Eat
2: <laughs> Robin a cracker.
0: wants a moment. Um, and she basically said to both Robin and Giselle, you don't even have a relationship to care about. Oof. That is true about Giselle, not about Robin. And she said she doesn't understand the parameters of discussing people's husbands because she doesn't have a relationship that holds water. I see you for everything everybody said that you were. The life you're living now is God paying you back for all the bullshit you've done. So live in your motherfucking truth because God is paying your ass back. I will drag you up and down the street over my husband. Don't play with me. And then to the cameras, she says, Giselle Uh lacks empathy, Giselle lacks a man, Giselle lacks Bryant. That's her middle name. Imagine being with a man that constantly cheats on you. It keeps going all the time and sleeps with all of Baltimore and everyone knows it, but you continuously be with this person and think him worthy enough to bring around your daughters. You know how low of a self-esteem you have to have? Wow. Wow.
3: I think that's when Karen was like, you know, hand over eye. you know, that's when Karen's like, oh, at one point, Karen was like, ah, she had her hand, she did like a jazz hand thing. She's like, ah. Um, so if I were to say what to me, the two ones that are the worst is, you know, pretty much. God is paying you back. I mean, oh, Lord, especially she was a first lady, y'all. She, you know, so she was in that church. So, you know, so I would assume that she does have a strong belief. So God is paying you back. I was like, ouch. Um, That's like uh, we used to say, God don't like ugly, you know. (laughs) And then to say were not worthy of your daughters well technically that's their father that's their dad that so. made no
0: sense what what i was thinking that maybe she meant is mm-hmm. you think he, bringing him around in a relationship yes. is worthy mm-hmm. of your daughters watching mm-hmm. this relationship yes. and it's not because it's not a good right. one but yeah. it came across like you shouldn't bring the kids around their father
3: Right, I see you for everything everybody's ever said about you. It's like, oh, Ooh. liked it, love that. You're on notice. I like people being put on notice. Okay, uh, is it a two week notice? Like, I mean, yeah, I love that. But yeah, eat a cracker. Reminded me of you know T'Challa, rest in power. So <laughs> I just immediately. <laughs> Uh, Thought of T'Challa lying in the room during the argument oh my god Wendy is so that's where my mind went I was like oh T'Challa and so it was just she walked away got a drink came back sat down but the thing about Wendy this whole thing it reminded me of Phaedra it's it I don't even think she was yelling she wasn't really Her
0: voice. yelling. Her voice was projecting, but she wasn't like mm. screaming or anything like that. What I thought was tough was when she's like, Giselle lacks a man as if that's an insult. It's the exact same thing <sighs> that Giselle does to others. It's like you have to have a man in order to be worthy of something and if you don't, it means that something is wrong with you and that that I don't like, you know. I think it's, but I am glad that she brought up all the rumors with Jamal because You know, I live in the D.C. area. I know people that have gone to his church. It it is like the talk of the town. Everyone knows about him and his, you know, cheating ways. And not just cheating, but fathering children with other people, you know, while he's married or in relationships. I mean, that's a whole other
3: level of cheating. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) I don't know which king it is that was trying to have like 99 kids in the Bible, but I guess that's what he's (laughs) trying to do. I don't know. But this is the thing that bothered me about Dallas or any housewives is when there's cheating rumors, it's almost accusatory towards the woman. Right. So I don't like that. I don't like it. Okay. That's more about his character, not about mine. That is not, I don't, I didn't like when Ashley felt like she had to do certain things to prevent cheating while she's heavily pregnant. I don't, I think, I don't like that narrative in all the housewife shows because they always go to, well, your man's cheating on you. Okay, so what if he is? That's a him problem, not a me problem. I'm great. So so if he has his own moral issues, we'll talk to him about that, but I'm great because I don't cheat. So I'm a good person. So I don't like that. That's, that's just like you said about, um, you don't have a man, so you're not worthy. You can't keep a man you're not worthy. That whole, that whole toxic, you know, women need to keep a man is hand in hand with accusing. I, I just want to go on a housewife show, get married, and then have a cheating rumor. And they'd be like, well, he's cheating on you He's like, okay. And what? What's that have to do with me? I'll handle him. But that has nothing to do with me and my self-worth as a woman, Period.
0: And no one said anything like that because deep down they all believe it has something to do with their self-worth and nothing to do with the guy. It's it's just exhausting to keep hearing this stuff. I was interested in hearing that Candace and Ashley fighting when Ashley basically was like, you actually feed the blogs because that's really what a lot of people said Monique did that stuff would end up in the blogs and Monique would be the most likely culprit to hear that Ashley was doing it too. Uh- I mean I mean, sorry that Candace was being accused of doing that too is interesting and then I could not get over Wendy saying that Eddie looked like Idris Elba and bringing it up because earlier Giselle had saying she wanted to have sex with Idris Elba I'm sorry every single woman I know that is into men would have yes. sex with Idris Elba yes. and I think Eddie is incredibly attractive mm-hmm. but he doesn't look like Idris Elba no, he like he can be so, attractive and not look like Idris. <laughs>
3: that what, are was he like, so what, what are you doing? Like so funny to me. It's Like, girl, stop trying to make fetch happen. Your husband's very attractive on his own, but yeah, that I was like, okay, you're just now you're out of control. Uh, but the actually thing, the funny thing I thought was funny, the thing that I thought was odd is just in her confessional, she's like, I appreciated it when Garth, um, when Giselle and Candace came to me about the rumors but then in the kitchen she's like you came to me and you probably planted it you know it's just like did you appreciate candace coming to you or didn't you it was Mm -hmm. weird it's like that's that they just snapped on each other in that moment and and candace pretty much was like it they the, the trailer made it seem like she got kicked out but ash was already leaving but it was just almost like Candace was just annoyed that you were there and then you come and be disruptive. And um, eat yourself. Okay. Um.
0: <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. Yeah, this just okay. like, Wendy, we know your husband's attractive. Like, it's very obvious yeah. he's attractive. You don't need to go this far. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's where you lost me. I mean, you had me at Spawn of the Devil and FD's cameras, crackers, and you had me. Then when that's when I... And then the... Placenta thing. She needs to eat more placenta. She's miserable. I was like, okay, we're, we're we're trailing off. Just stop. We're we're good.
0: So, I want to dig into this placenta thing for a moment. Yes, I find it really interesting that Ashley mm-hmm. is doing this. At, mm-hmm. Well, not shocking because I think she's someone who's willing to look for all different types mm-hmm. of ways to address, you know, postpartum. I, you know, and I think it's. It's kind of like a. it doesn't hurt anyone by her trying this out. But I've heard amongst like friends of mine that are black Mm -hmm. that kind of are like, oh, that's like things white women do, like white women eat their placenta. Like, that's ridiculous. Do you think there was any tone in that from Candace, like judgment, kind of like you're doing like obnoxious, like you're doing
3: too much? Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yet. I don't know. Cause I know when the comment was thrown out, it was more like she needs to eat more of it to get herself together. Right. So, so <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> but it just, it
0: felt like there was a little bit of judgment. A little judgment. Yeah, yeah. That was sort of coming. Like you do kind of ridiculous things that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah.
3: I, I, I hope not. But we'll we'll see. But I, I hope not because I hope those ladies are a little a little more progressive. Now in Atlanta, because it's a little further south, you know, I'm from I'm from Georgia. Maybe in, in I, I don't know the ages of everybody. I it feels like there's more aunties in Atlanta than there are in Potomac. I don't know. That might have been thrown out kind of like, girl, you're doing too much. But up there, if it came from Candace. Probably, if it came from Wendy, it was just a stab in the dark. You
0: know? No, no, it was from Candace. It's also okay. Got it. I'm also now looking after like conversations with mm-hmm. other women mm-hmm. um, who watch the show who are black. I'm starting mm-hmm. to look for things I wouldn't normally see as a white mm-hmm. woman, like yes. mentions of colorism and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. that I just totally whoo, over my head yeah. for the last. Five seasons until people start explicitly pointing it out to me. Like are do you see the undertones on that in Potomac?
3: Um, this is the interesting thing for me. When I first um started to watch Potomac, I was like, Oh, there's a lot of fair skinned people, but okay, cool. But with Giselle and Robin, they seem very adamant. I think the first season or two when Ashley was insinuating something about being biracial. Um, Giselle and Robin were very adamant saying, "No, we're black. No, we're we're not biracial. Both our parents are black." So I do think, and I and I am from Georgia, and it and it does happen. But I did listen to another um, other people speak on this, and I think um, it was Sasha. She said it comes yeah. from your experience, and I do think that just w- the way where I was raised. Um, and it was, it was majority white area, So it was like, you're black or you're white, you know, they, they didn't even distinguish like dark. So from my experience, I just always was grouped in as other. And, um, even, you know, a dark skinned Indian person would be <laughs> like they're an other with us and they, they, people weren't distinguishing there from a whole nother place, but I do see last season, how. I'm not sure if it's within the group or if it was people's responses outside a group. I feel like when you watch Potomac, people's responses outside the group looking in, there's a lot of colorism. There's a lot of double standards of what they allow Giselle and Ashley to get away with versus say um, a Wendy, or even within the group a little bit. I think it was last season where Ashley was insinuating that uh, Wendy was came in hot or something and
0: oh she was being like ag- aggressive, aggressive. yeah and yeah. I was like
3: but Wendy was just being expressive so it is I don't think the women intentionally do it it's just happens and also Wendy's a bad you know she's a bad chick she's smart she's degreed she's educated it could be intimidation because she's just so stick and smart and happens to be darker skin so for me I'm definitely taking a look more, but at first I was kind of like, what is, why, why they got all the fair-skinned people in Potomac? They don't have brown-skinned people in (laughs) Potomac, you know? I was just like, huh. But then once I started to write, um, watch the show, I was like, okay. Because then even the way Giselle's with her daughters who aren't as fair with her, I just, I just feel like she treats them so lovely and I just don't feel it yet as much as some people do from my experience, because to me, most people were seeing me as, I don't care how light or dark you are, you know, here, there's only two or three of you in the whole school. So you're just other. And Mm -hmm. that was my experience. It's just, I was just othered so much. Um, I didn't really experience a lot of that type of stuff and more until college when I did pledge a um, a historically black uh, sorority. And um, not, not the one, I'm not the one with our uh, VP or Giselle, but yeah, once you're just around it more, I did start to hear a lot of my friends speaking to it more, how it have negatively affected them. And me as a darker skinned African-American, it's just amazing even amongst my family, how I just was sheltered from that just based on how my family and we were all, just how we were, and there were lighter people in our family so it just wasn't on my radar until my you know late teens where i had to call my mom and say what does this term mean she's like oh my gosh that's so country i didn't even know people still spoke like that but it is prevalent it definitely is it's just not my not experience. your experience yeah yeah like oh you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl like literally that has never been said to me but i've been told you're pretty for a black girl you know because of I... how i was raised yeah god
0: Well, thank you for sharing all of that um, Mm -hmm. and being so open. I just find it so interesting as, you know, someone who's white, I I miss a lot of the cues that other people bring up.
3: And that's the key is I so enjoyed listening to that discussion um, with, with you. And I believe it was Taria, Sasha and Manny. Manny. Manny, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the biggest thing that I want to come out of everything from having marriage to medicine, Potomac, Atlanta, is African Americans, Black people were not a monolith. There's different experiences, there's different people, there's different opinions, whereas um, my opinion, my experience might be different, but that doesn't invalidate what they were saying. Cause I definitely went back and started to think, wow, I do I need to pay more attention. Because there's some things that are glaring, but then there's some things that are so minute because I was sheltered from that, that I might not even see because I didn't grow up hearing it over and over and over again. Um, Or I'm so protective of it because growing up in the South, you you know, you'll be surprised at things you hear. You just kind of in one ear out the other. So, um, yes. So I do, I do hear what they're saying and I do validate their experience and think that is very real. It's just that wasn't some of the, my experiences.
0: Yeah, and that that's important. Like saying mm-hmm. we're not a monolith. I feel like yeah, you know, as a Jewish woman, I, I feel like I I need to say that, especially as we mm-hmm. we get into um, Real Housewives of New York and the Black Shabbat yeah. and Archie and things are coming out about her you know, that we're not positive. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, so I feel like I have to explain and, you Mm -hmm. know, denounce and it's like, oh, I shouldn't have to denounce her just because she's a Jewish woman and I'm a Jewish woman, you know, but yeah. Anyway, I I hear what you're saying and appreciate you sharing your experience. Uh, Let's go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. So I am loving this season. I like mm-hmm. can't get enough of it. I watch every episode at least twice. Mm-hmm. And I pick up on things that I didn't see the first time around. <laughs> so there's just so much on Erica. Okay. So Erica um, has Lisa and Kyle over at her house for Kyle's birthday. And mm-hmm. she says that when they're using these champagne flukes, she's saying... Mm-hmm. um, that oh you know basically insinuating she took them from her mm-hmm. house in pasadena and jokes they'll probably take it away from me but i don't give a fuck <laughs> so yeah. she's acknowledging mm-hmm. and this is january i believe of 2021 she's mm-hmm. already acknowledging that there are likely creditors coming for her
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow yes acknowledging their credits creditors coming from her For her, and just trying to enjoy the little bit of choice she can get while she has it. But I went in even deeper. I was like, "Girl, champagne flutes—they don't travel well. Like, what were you doing? Was was this was this house set up for a month, and you were just storing stuff back and forth? Like, did this stuff travel with you? You took them to work, and they were in the back with the dog, and you came to the house with the with all the. So you have to really think about how long were you? I think she said a month, but. How long were you picking and choosing and taking things? What to take? What to bring along? How many? I, I, I like. I was talking to somebody called it um, "sleeping with the enemy." Remember that movie where she was learning to swim so she can dive off and you know <laughs> swim into the night and disappear? So how long were you learning to swim, girl? How long were you, um, you know, one flute at a time in your purse? Bye, and then taking it to your, <laughs> to your new home. That because that's what I was thinking of. I was because because I just get too literal about things I'm thinking okay that doesn't travel well that doesn't sound like something that you just take bye Tom have a good day at work me the champagne flutes and the dog are going we're going to be okay you know Beyonce's lyric you know yeah. me and my babe gonna be okay me and my shampoo, champagne flutes they're gonna be okay um <laughs> you're <let's> right <laughs> she had
0: been planning this for some time yeah. and mm-hmm. it comes out that she'd basically been planning to leave him since uh 2015 2016 and that she was just trying to work, accumulate mm-hmm. some of her own money, and generate enough of an income that she could leave and do something on her own. And mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of investigation. Nice. So she was saying that, so Erica um, was talking about, you know, Leaving And Kyle asks, you know, did you want to leave for a long time because of the cheating? Erica says she discovered the cheating the night she left Yolanda's. And Yolanda said boys will always protect boys. And she looked at Tom's phone when he was sleeping and everything was there. So Yolanda and David Foster announced their divorce in December 2015. Oh. The at least the text messages that we have seen from Erica on Tom's phone that she published um Are likely We thought they were much earlier But I think they're actually from the year 2016 Even though that phone is really old He could have kept you know a flip phone So the dates are Like July 6th Wednesday July 6th Thursday, August 4th, Wednesday, September like 14th, something like that. And all those dates happened in 2016. So mm-hmm. if the divorce was announced in December 2015 of Yolanda and David Foster, and at some point in 2016, uh, Erica was over at Yolanda's apartment... And got her thinking about cheating and maybe she should look into Tom. And that at some point in 2016, she started looking at his phone. She kept those messages. They're months apart. And she kept screenshots of them. So the, the timing does potentially add up. It's not what I had thought, you know, back in December when these messages were on Instagram for like, you know, a couple hours where I thought it was like way early, like 2010, 2011, something like right. that.
3: Because, cause, you know, I love a deep dive and there's no universe and like the Bravo, the Bravo fans <laughs> that will dive. Yes. I mean, they will dive deep. It could be this year. It could be this year based on the calendar and all this stuff. So Erica, Erica, Erica. Um, Wow. I, the tough thing about Erica is, and my position about Erica is Innocent till proven guilty. Okay, but it's these weird behaviors with the sexy IG photos, the uh, uh, the uh, confrontational IG posts. You know, uh, it's the it's doing what she did there. So okay, you you were planning to possibly leave for the last four or five years, but you maybe didn't know your husband's activities to the extent that they were. But you probably still knew he wasn't a nice man. Based on how he treated you, and based on just shady things, I I do think that she she knew she was dealing with a man that maybe wasn't Mother Teresa as honest as Aaron Brockovich of it all, but maybe didn't know to the extent of what was going on. But yet there is it gets confusing because there's there's lawsuits that she was in on and and you know years ago and so with. Erica, it's one of those things when you're just dishing out the truth or you're dealing out one card at a time, it's hard for us to get all the way on board saying you're being fully transparent and honest because it's not adding up because you probably it's, you don't even remember what you said or or you layer it, oh, it was an accident, he hurt his ankle. But now he's ejected from cars, rolling down hills calling you after a coma, before the coma, after the coma, it, you know, what are you, it's it's a lot. She, and then Erica, you you come in this season all brand new. You were the ice queen being strong. And now, not just about your stuff, when she played tennis with Crystal, she was hugging on that woman. I have never seen her so warm with anybody, really. That has nothing to do with her divorce. So why are you so warm now? it's very strange to me very very odd she if she was a little warmer last year when lvp left okay but the the warm-up is different but i'm enjoying the season and i'm i'm just i just of course it always goes without saying we had sympathy for the victims they come first but if we're looking at this as a tv show this woman had a plan married a, a man an older man for money and then the next thing you know it's just not working out and Mm -hmm. she flew too close to the sun and now she's in her home looking around like this is my life last year I was on Broadway and now I don't even know if I'm going to be able to afford to live anywhere when this is all done it's it's some serious stuff.
0: It's serious stuff. It's just hard to see how she thinks she's playing this well.
3: This, that Why? Okay, so this is my theory about this. First of all, when this first started to come out and she kept doing her Fenty ads, I'm like, why is she so... Maybe she's making sure she gets her, all her Fenty stuff in before they cut her. So then I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was Oh like, my God, I gotta post this so I get
3: paid. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Invoice me, them. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, these are Fenty things. You're trying to get paid before, you know, they, they they rip the rug out from under you, okay. But still, it was just her behavior on Twitter and everything else, lashing out about the the cheating pictures. I just don't understand who is, who's not consulting, who's advising this woman.
0: Well, she seems to keep around people, Mm -hmm. keep keep people around her that are yes people. That's what Tom did, right? Everyone Mm -hmm. co-signed his behavior and he would vilify and terror terrorize anyone that went against him and Mm -hmm. I think she's sort of similar so everyone coddles her that's in her Mm -hmm. orbit and I don't think and she'll get rid of anyone that's telling her something different she can't handle Sutton because Sutton is not doing what she needs which is for Mm -hmm. everyone to say oh poor Erica we support you we stand with you and she's like how dare you go against me So I don't think she's someone that's getting good advice because when she does, she says, I don't want to hear it. And she pushes it away.
3: That is true. And, and she, yes, she thinks she knows better and she's just, I I think this just came to me. Um, This is my new old thought, my new old theory that maybe she just wants what she prides more is keeping this, this, some something what's the word for it she just wants to seem stronger and unbothered that's what she values more is being unbothered than seeming weak so she she never wants to seem weak and so weak people i don't i don't even think her lawyers will allow her to apologize but weak people hide weak people don't post weak people stay off social media strong people say f you this is all the cheating stuff and pull it down hey here's all my sexy lingerie um stuff in your face in your face in your face um that's what strong people do and it's very it's very odd it's it's very strange it's very odd and for her to call sudden um small girl girl. small town girl and what that you know sounds pretty wholesome to me i mean if reputations are important and you you had you had a reputation you know that's important to you as a erica jane your erica girardi reputation was so important you created erica jane Mm -hmm. to separate the two
0: exactly oh my god lakia i think you've totally hit the nail on the head i think she views apologies or showing Mm -hmm. sympathy or empathy Mm -hmm. as weak and Mm -hmm. she's trying to project project strength And she, you know, it's okay for her to be concerned about her reputation, but Mm -hmm. not for others. And what wasn't shown, which I am livid at production Mm -hmm. for not putting in, was this, you know, never-before-seen footage Mm -hmm. where Sutton had actually offered Erica a loan. So when Sutton was going through her divorce, an attorney said, while this is all happening it's really important for you to have someone who can get you some cash quickly. Mm -hmm. Find somebody, right? And we'll see how things pan out. So she knew this advice. And when Erica announced a high-profile divorce, she -hmm. went to Erica and was like, if you need some cash, I got you. And obviously, Erica didn't take her up on it. But she views, I think, of herself as like getting a little too into the mix now that all this stuff is coming out. And I can't believe I offered that. And this woman has been living off of loans from other people that weren't Mm -hmm. paid back. Because it's not just about stealing from clients. Mm -hmm. A lot of the money from Girardi Keyes was Mm -hmm. money that was borrowed at high interest rates and not paid back. And we found out this week Mm -hmm. that he owes likely over $100 million to creditors.
3: How, how, I mean, I I remember sometimes at work, you know, you get the wrong phone call and people, you hear creditors call somebody about, um, or what was that show, The Circle or something where she has a lot of Sephora credit cards. Like people come after you for a $100 credit card. How are, how are these creditors not been banging down his door? How has he been keeping it so quiet? This is why I'm saying this man wasn't a nice man. He was greasing pa- allegedly in my opinion i don't know i don't know i don't know what to say but make it not be inflammatory but it's just strange he knew people to cover it up or something because how are how is all this happening and it was just so quietly kept not think about the oc woman who is now a new housewives and then her whole life falls apart because her husband turns out her husband owes all this money oh they're Nicole. still in production yeah yeah so how did how did how did Girardi, Tom, just managed well, I to think, hide
0: all this stuff. I think um, it was almost like an open secret or something oh. in a small community, right? Oh. Within a small group of people, everyone knew oh. shit was going down. <laughs> I think he used to pay back people. I think it all started mm. to fall apart more over the last few years. He Got had it. always been kind of messing with client funds, at least at mm-hmm. least going back 10 years, but mm-hmm. the not paying back creditors, I think potentially, maybe more in the last five or four years, something like that.
3: I mean, we all watch Wolf of Wall Street, we all have seen it's. that's why it's called an inverted um, a pyramid scheme is like you push you pull one thing away, everything collapses. You know, yeah. that's, that's what happened in the 80s with the real estate, right? I mean, you know, <sighs> I, I just it's it's bad and like you said with sudden she she's so shady she said I mean if she came to me for twenty million that would've put me in an awkward position. I'm like, do you have twenty million to give? Like would you have all yeah. twenty million? What are no, you saying? Sutton <laughs> has
0: so much money. Her <laughs> husband had a lot of money. I think they were married at least 17 years uh-huh. you know it, in california law you know if they got divorced in california which i think they did like she's entitled to half and i think she got a lot of money and i think she just i mean she found out she owned minor league baseball teams that she didn't know she owned uh-huh. sutton is
3: rich She's she's uh, she has um, wallpaper in her closet, as Carol will say. You can <laughs> tell they're really wealthy when there's wallpaper in the closets.
0: So. Now, what do you make of Dorit going after Garcelle?
3: Dorit, I I feel as though I know a lot of people. I don't know, but I know a lot of people think people. Are, the it's more like, oh, I don't have a storyline. I need to pump it up. Maybe production did put that in her head. But I just think that it's the Fox Force 5 or whatever they call themselves just talking. And after a while, it's very suggestive. So they're talking, wow, it's crazy. You know, Garcelle, she mentioned this to you. She mentioned that to you. She mentioned that to you. But I really think this all has to do with Garce- Garcelle said, oh, so do all the people of color just work for you? Yep, that's exactly. That's where it came from. Thank that's you. That's where it came from. She, You notice that's the one comment she didn't that's add the in the That's the one little...
0: thing she didn't mention, or at least it wasn't mm-hmm. shown on mm-hmm. our screen.
3: Yes, I think it that really struck a nerve because it's, It was true it didn't look good like we have so many people in our home of color all shades and i was like that all work for you that they love oh so it it almost this is now this is horrible it's like like the mammy thing like oh we love we love the black lady that takes care of us but do you really you just like what she does for you so of course little kids like people that work for their mom and dad that do things for them you know so it, I'm so glad Garcelle said it and she didn't even say it now. She said, Oh, are are there only people that work for you? And the pause was uncomfortable. And all Garcelle I mean, all Doree had to say is, No, we have we have I use that as an example, but we have all all people of all races. I think that come her into the exact
0: house. words were also like, My mom's best friend is black.
3: Then that's when the <laughs> that's when it was officially lost. I said Why don't people know that's not cool? Like how, like we joke about it so much. Okay. So.
0: You joke about it because people do it. People do it.
3: Why don't you know, Dorit, you're a child of the world. Don't you know this is not cool to say, I'm a child of the world. I speak all these languages and, and I do, I've traveled everywhere. I, I decorate things with lemons But you don't know this is probably not the way to go.
0: Oh, my God. I think she, you know, didn't want to be embarrassed on screen like that and called out. And, you know, amongst these people, being called out for racism is worse Mm -hmm. than being racist. And so, you know, she, yeah, I think that's what threw her over the edge with Garcelle and then after that, Garcelle, yes. you know, at the dinner when they were talking to Erica and Dorit was sort of flip flopping, she mm-hmm. pointed out, "That's not what you said the other day," and and that pissed off Dorit too. Dorit talks so much that of course she's going to say one thing in one way and then mm-hmm. it come out completely different off the. You know, she talks out of both sides of her mouth because she talks so much. She's always going to. Uh, it gives, it gives more opportunity for her to mess up her points (laughs) and not be clear.
3: Well, to use what Kyle said about the connecting flights, her baggage is way, you know, at the first, at the first connecting flight, and she's already at her destination and her baggage hasn't even caught up. So her mind hasn't even caught up to her mouth. And I love the expression that Dorit gave because she was so mad, and it was just like these dinner expressions so um so you you met me on clubhouse I actually moderate for club bravo a room a recap room for um Beverly Hills so if you remember people do their um profile pictures of different things from the episode so sometimes we all have different pictures of people's expressions at these dinners and just the expression <laughs> of 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 Garcelle despairing, and in the way um, Dorit just kind of does a side eye, but mine was Miss Sutton looking like, um oh, this isn't problematic for people, but looking like a a non-problematic Starla O'Hara in her Christmas wear, you know, and giving the green eyes stare, honey, to um, Dorit. That... Was the, the I've never seen someone shoot daggers like that. I mean, I haven't seen Sun do that. That was iconic. That was the iconic Sun m- moment for me. She looked beautiful, off the shoulder fur with the poinsettias in the back, and her eyes were popping green. I I swear she looked like Scarlett, a non problematic Scarlett O'Hara. Well, well somewhat,
0: somewhat problematic.
3: Somewhat problematic. <laughs> I don't know. yeah, So yeah, uh, 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 less problem. Uh, less know, we'll problematic. See- <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, no, it's just interesting. I think Garcelle is keeping the women in check. And they're Mm -hmm. used to all protecting each other, right? Mm -hmm. They go after one person and then everyone else is protected. That's how it's been for the last few seasons. They don't bring up each other's lawsuits. They don't talk about things on camera that, you know, because they they all have skeletons in their closet and they don't want people talking about them. They don't want people talking about their marriages, Mm -hmm. about their lawsuits, I think that Sutton and Garcelle don't have a whole lot of skeletons in their closet. <laughs> oh, I right. think they're at least open about mm-hmm. whatever skeletons do exist. And mm-hmm. so because they are so open and don't really feel like they have anything to hide, they are calling out other people's shit because mm-hmm. they don't care if they're called on their own. mm mm-hmm. And it messes with the whole dynamic of the Fox Force five or whatever, where they don't call each other out. And so Mm -hmm. now we've got this show that's truly interesting, Mm -hmm. because we have people that are actually saying what they're thinking. And they're seeing it from different eyes. They don't know Erica for that long. So okay. why Kathy. would they? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Kathy. Let's get into Kathy Hilton. <laughs> Kathy, so, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. Is when Dorit um, was you know talking and saying everyone who has come to her and told her she's long winded, and Kathy's like, it's not like you haven't heard that before. <laughs> It's not like nobody's told you.
3: <laughs> or or at dinner where it's like, oh, this stopped interrogation. Oh, it's gonna be practice. You know, yeah. Erica. It's like, oof,
0: you know. <laughs> it's so true, so true. So we finally get this wonderful scene between Kathy and Kyle where they're mm-hmm. having dinner on dinner trays talking about mm-hmm. their family dynamics and issues and how they've gone periods where they don't talk or where they're closer with Kim and not with each other. And, oh, man, they talk about their mom. And it was really clear what some of the issues were, you know, in that sort of Kyle viewed her doing the show American Woman as, and this is the most recent conflict because they had conflicts well before that, um, as a love letter to their mom. But Kathy viewed it as, you know, really offensive and saying if something's in the show, people are going to think it's based on your family. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah.
3: I I do like and enjoy Kathy, but she's sly as a fox, like they say. She can be both at the same time, funny, witty, silly, kind of like, oh, who's hunky-dory? But in that moment, you you saw the strength that you were dealing with, the big sister, because she leaned back and she says, Angel- no one's talking about Angelina Jolie's mom, Greta Garbo's mom, when, to me, what she was saying, once you came on the show and start referencing our mother so much and then did this, made it interesting, and then did this whole TV show about it, it just stirred things up. And I'll go even a step further, and this may be shady. Let's face it, Kyle, you're on this show because you're Paris's aunt or Kim's
2: yep. sister.
3: And now you're, so you ride those two, quote, unquote, coattails. And now you're kind of writing the, I don't know, the glory of our mother, the rumors of our mother, the, uh, and they do speak so lovely about their mother. However, there must be, again, in that small town of Beverly Hills, things that they know in their community about their mother or things that are said about their mother that it that's gonna come out or be talked about again if the show comes up. And I didn't watch the show, but maybe it was a love letter. Maybe, but maybe they don't want their mom to be seen as such a hustler or, you know, even if it's a positive thing to Kyle, it might not seem positive to Kathy. So it, it was very interesting. And then when Kathy said, I sent a lawyer's um, letter to production and I would have done it even if it was my kids. I was like, ew. That's when you see the stone person behind the the quirkiness. Right. Don't, don't mess. Don't mess with Kathy Hilton. She she's a um. What do they call him? Iron Butterfly. You know.
0: Ooh, Velvet Hammer.
3: Yes, a Velvet Hammer. <laughs> I didn't like that better. Yes. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. It's like as the youngest sister, Kyle is trying to scrap her way to the top or to achieve some level of fame or notoriety or wealth. And so is Mauricio, right? He used to be working for Rick. Mm -hmm. And so when he had this sort of quote-unquote audacity to go off on his Mm -hmm. own and take some of his own clients and take that Mm -hmm. away from Rick, then you know they obviously got upset. Like, you can be part of us, but we have to be on top. And they didn't want anyone, you know. and, And so I think also with Kyle, like trying to, get on the show uh, of mm-hmm. The Real Housewives, then to do this American woman, all of it, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, you're not it staying in your place. Ooh, yes. That is, is how because- I feel like they view Kyle and Mauricio. And, you know, wow. I can yeah. see it from all angles. I can see them like, how dare we helped Mauricio mm-hmm. come on the up and up. And now he's using the skills that we taught him to mm-hmm. generate wealth for himself and start his own thing and Mm -hmm. then you know what I mean and how dare Kyle go on the show and spill Mm -hmm. all these family secrets and use Mm -hmm. that to you know you're not staying in your place at the same time I can see how you know Kyle and Mauricio are like hey we're this you know young couple we Mm want to make something of ourselves these are opportunities we should take them
3: and we don't we want it's just like not living in your parents' house as soon. they That means the Hilton's always had some semblance of control over them. Yep. This is where we're doing Christmas. This is, you know, you can't have this yes. vacation off. So you are right. The whole, I, I never really thought about, I don't like the idea of people wanting to keep you in your place because that's another like microaggression that is said to people. Um, or even if, you know, even in New York with Ebony, like, you know, she, she just needs, the or, you know, with new girls, they just need to earn their right at the table and stuff like that. I don't need to earn anything. I, I was born I'm a good person. And I'm on this show. I don't. It's just this whole stay in your place thing. So yes, the way it was fun is like Kyle and Mauricio were sneaky and, and were disloyal. Or maybe like you said, they were just people who just want to get out from under the thumb of their big sister, I think and so. brother in law. And they did it, they try to do it in the kindness of ways. And okay, maybe Kyle wanted to be a reality star, because every time, every time I saw um, Simple Life, I do remember her on there when um, Nicole and Paris were leaving. Um, So she started off that way, that's no problem. But she just wants to step out the spotlight, I mean, out the shadow. And they did that and they do very well for themselves, Mm -hmm. but still have a homey feel to them humbling, homie feel. Um, I yeah. wasn't a big Kyle fan at first. It it, it was the hiding the crutches for me. I was like, that's just not a thing a nice people do. Right, but um, I
0: I think with Kyle but, and, and the putting yeah. in the place, I mm-hmm. think there is, you know, you don't belong here, but then there's also mm-hmm. the, like, the, your place within the family. And when a parent yes. dies, and the head of household dies, and there is not a father, right? It's they i mean Kathy has a different father than Kyle and mm-hmm. and but, but but it was their mom that was the head of household mm-hmm. the whole dynamics can change and i think Kathy didn't want them to change and also there's the dynamics of where you fit in your family and, and I, age and you know it no matter how old you get if you're the youngest sibling you're the youngest sibling and your other siblings treat you as the youngest sibling and so i think You know, she's like, come on, guys, I'm 40. You know, this was back when (laughs) when the show first started. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on, you know, like, let me do my own thing now.
3: So 44 kids and also with the age difference between her and Kathy is the big sister, little sister and dynamic and, you know, yeah, that's a big age gap to to really and then you have this little sister that really looks up to them and it's and she's so cool and she's so great. And yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff. I just hope I hope Kim's doing well. I don't want Kim to come on if it's not going to be good for her. But I would like to see the three of them good at one time and just see how that works out, because it's very odd that only two of them could be cool at one time.
0: Yep. And that stuff, this um, family dynamic, I find very interesting. I know some people are like, this isn't the Richards show. This isn't just the Richards and Hilton Mm -hmm. and whatever. I'm like, that's what I like seeing. That's why Mm -hmm. I was interested from the beginning with Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. was because of, you know, Kim and Kyle's relationship. Family dynamics are complicated. Sibling Mm -hmm. relationships are complicated. Mm -hmm. And we're getting to witness some of that. Complicatedness or whatever Complication um, Why did we
3: watch New Jersey right Right
0: Let's touch down very briefly On New York Because not a whole lot happened This week <laughs> on the show It was like So funny They show Things On The Real mm-hmm. Houses of New York Like pieces of scenes that they wouldn't show on Beverly Hills because Mm -hmm. there's too much footage and they can't show it all. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's not enough footage on Roni. So they're showing them actually carrying their suitcases up the stairs and not just one of them and not just for a split second. It's a whole moment. And it's not that funny or interesting, but there's nothing else to show. So, you know, it's like, what on earth? I mean the really interesting thing that's going on is Ebony gets confirmation of who her father is and that she has yeah. sisters. Mm-hmm. I wish we spent half the episode on that. That's more interesting.
3: It is more interesting and I know it's none of my business but I I and again is protecting her mom and her and her newly found father, but it's like okay did he happen to just have DNA in the system or, or somebody in his no, family? No, he took
0: a test.
3: So, but how did they even narrow? Well, I guess the mom had narrowed, down, narrowed it down to some
0: So people. I think they narrowed it down because she did um, ancestry DNA.
3: That's right. That's
0: and then right. they were able to connect to some people within the family. Yes. Even like a third or fourth cousin mm-hmm. allowed mm-hmm. this investigator, genetic mm-hmm. investigator, to figure out who it would be based on those relationships
3: those those and based on you know the, where the mom was and all that stuff so that is I'm just happy for because me too it was a true quote-unquote storyline it was something that she now has nieces and nephews she has a family she doesn't feel as alone and they're, they're very accepting because being an only child it sounds like that one time when she was speaking to her mother her mother, she was like, don't put that on me when the grandmother, you know, Mm -hmm. was passing away. She's probably very strong in her family. And, you know, um, a lot of times as you get older, you become more the parent, you know. Yep. (laughs) You just become the most responsible person. So now maybe she'll have some relationships of equals, you know, with kids and nieces. So that was amazing. Like you said, she said it. Then I was just like, but can we, like we don't need to meet him, but can we, but I want to I meet him. Just, yeah. I, mean, but <laughs> I guess it's like just having his name might be good enough or maybe next season we'll meet him. Jude. The pand- right. Jude. And maybe with the pandemic, you know, he didn't have enough quarantine time to be able to make it in production. All that. Well, type of
0: stuff. Yeah. I think it's a lot to say, Hey, I'm your long lost daughter. <laughs> and also here's a whole camera crew and over yeah. a million people are going to meet you. You know, like that is a lot. I think she's handling it really smartly because it is her real family. Mm -hmm. But I hope that if she's on next season that we can maybe get to meet a sister or Mm -hmm. learn more about this because it's a truly um, fascinating story. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just interesting. I'm just very interested in it. I'm not I'm really interested, interested in the other st- women's no, stories.
3: Because Ebony is, I like her because she's very deliberate and purposeful. She has purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And even her little, I don't even want to call it smirk because smirk seems negative. But even when things are happening, she has this little self-satisfied or, or smirk. Or I just like it because it's like she's just observing and smiling. And, it's, and I just see it all positively. I just enjoy her and how she... I've all I've been a Sonya Morgan fan since Scary, Scary Island when she was saying that she was saving her poodles with High Legs. Like, so I'm like, okay, I, got, I got a poodle too. So I'm like, girl, yes, saving poodles. And so for her, all these seasons, as Sonya has progressively gotten, you know, more Sonya with sexy with the sexy J, I love that um, Ebony saw her in that tipsy moment and, and, and understood what Sonya was trying to get at and yeah. didn't belittle her, like, Ebony's a good person and she's a yeah. very good addition. And everybody doesn't need to come in Zen win you know, with their Versace and all that stuff. Like, and I hope that Wendy finds her balance. But every housewife doesn't have to be a big personality. To, like, look at Cynthia all those years, or even Candy. Mm-hmm. They do have personalities, but it doesn't have to be still the show personalities. It just can be a nice balance.
0: And I'm hoping to see that out of Leah. I don't like when Leah is trying to be the center of everything. Mm-hmm. I like when Leah's like just more
3: muted and measured and mm-hmm. kind of a little shady, but smart. Because even amongst her um, escapades, her, her, her escapades last season, she always came back humble and like cleaning up the next morning with Ramona and just measured and I was looking forward to seeing more of that. But for some reason, even though she's sober, she doesn't seem as well. She was grieving her grandmother as measured and reasonable. So but it could be, you know, with the pandemic and everything else. But but um, she's
0: someone who gets away with acting out, whereas Ebony is also going through the pandemic, Mm -hmm. also had COVID in March 2020 you Mm -hmm. know, is dealing with her grandmother, her her family situation, Mm -hmm. the weight of the world with what's going on with Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter and the election and the personal impact it has on her. And yet she's not allowed or given the space to act out in any way because the one time she raises her voice, Mm -hmm. she's called angry.
3: Now that that was triggering because that was – not as subtle as the potomac stuff to Mm -hmm. me because as a business professional you do you can sit in a meeting and just see men or people speak in all types of tones and stuff and as soon as you have an opposite opinion even in this tone i'm speaking to you in it's oh you know here goes lakia you know it's it's so amazing you you would be amazed with what we as people, women of color, uh, people of color, and I'm sure men of color, but I really do think women of color suffer a little bit more because it's the man thing and the color thing, how we we just have to be so measured and so controlled. And I watched that episode twice because I I did love it for her, but I loved it. And I loved how she took her moment of silence on um, social media because, I was like, this is exactly what people need to see. And it also reminded me of when, um, um, in the debate, the vice president debate, she said she had a uh, vice president had say, um, what did she say? Said she didn't say I'm speaking. She said, yeah, she had to be, yeah, she said, she
0: said I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, She had but she had to so say quiet. it with
3: a smile, but I'm speaking, let me finish. I'm speaking. I was like, oh my goodness, this is my life. Like you, you can be interrupted, 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 and if you try to, it, it's just. I'm so, I'm glad people are saying these type of things because it's 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 subtle. It's and then when you try to talk about it before now, people would dismiss it or make you feel as though you're being too sensitive. Oh, you're being too sensitive. I didn't see that. Oh, I don't see that way. They always excuse it. Oh, no, they didn't mean it that way. Mm, But that might not have been their intention, but that was the impact.
0: Right. It doesn't matter if they meant it. I don't think Luann meant it in the way Uh that it came across. I don't Uh think she's intentionally trying to imply that Ebony is an angry black woman. But that was the impact of what she said. And so if someone like Luann, who is you know says she's an ally or whatever she says she is goes ahead and does stuff like this you know it's it's a it's hard it was hard watching that because i think Luann approached it as a housewives argument Mm -hmm. and ebony approached it as like no i am a black woman we're going to talk to the about this under that context forget this whole
3: show and going back to what you said about staying your place Mm-hmm. It's the, it was the how dare you for me. I'm like, how dare she what? Yep. How dare she what? Mention that she's she... more
0: educated at Luann's home. That and was that seemed to was. be the thing. I don't know. Luann likes to think she's the most educated,
3: sophisticated person in the room. Right. And it's like, but it wasn't even said. Sometimes things are facts. And it wasn't even said in a derogatory way. It's just you, you. You said in a moment, oh, it's about education. And all Ebony was saying is like, oh, I'm educated and, you know, I'm the most educated person here and I curse or whatever was the argument. And how dare you? It's, it's like it, that just felt funny. It's just uh, something felt it funny. It
0: says more about Luann being mm-hmm. insecure about her level of education and insecure yes. about people maybe not viewing her as intelligent or something like yes. that than it does yes. about anything else. Oh, man. Um, Well, oh, we did get to see Sonia have, uh, we didn't really get to see her, but she had COVID. Um, She must have had it really bad because they stopped filming for four weeks. And her fever got to 103. Ramona almost sent an ambulance. I mean... That's scary stuff. I almost wish we got to see it. Like, you know how we got to see, um, well, maybe you didn't watch the OC, but when Shane Mm -hmm. Simpson was hospitalized with COVID, we got to see um, Emily crying uh, to like a phone camera about how worried she was about him. Mm -hmm. And then you saw him come out of the hospital, like in a wheelchair. Like it was very clear that, you know, he was really struggling and I feel like, a lot of us who maybe haven't been personally touched by COVID mm-hmm. um, or we know someone who got it, that maybe the case wasn't as bad. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see just how scary it is of a, of an illness.
3: Right. And, and with Sonia, it depends, but I think if it was asked of her with, with, she would have shared because um, in other reality shows, when other people had it, like you said, it was a phone, a camera phone, or or even like a a camera phone diary of this is is this day and this is how I'm feeling. Um, but yes, she must have had it pretty bad, and it really made her think about her friendships mm-hmm. and how she's treating people. And even though this is the thing about apologies and and things for me, yes, Sophia. It's like, oh gosh, I talk a lot of crap about Luanne, and that's not good. But Lulan also doesn't treat you well either. So yes, you do all over apology, but you know, that relationship. But that's the thing I like about Sonya. She owns up to her stuff. She apologizes and she was scared. And um ooh, Ram- Ramona's a good friend to her. That that COVID thing, that was that was scary. Four weeks, the the fever, it would have been um It would have been nice to kind of get to pull that thread a little bit if if Sonya was willing to show that and, you know, or even their reactions like every other housewife show. It seemed like and I think even Married to Medicine, when people they stopped production, there were still people on camera or or on their laptops talking to each other a little bit like, oh, we're Mm -hmm. worried about this. But I guess they chose not to do that.
0: Well, what I heard <laughs> was oh, that the, well, this I was like heard. way back when this actually happened, which I think was December, January. it was mm-hmm. like I don't know, it was sometime in that in that period, was that the other women were really mad at Sonia when she had got sick. They were mm-hmm. um I they were probably frustrated from how she behaved at Black Shabbat, right? Uh, um yes. and then I think they also were Annoyed that she got sick Because they were all being so Careful Mm -hmm. and they wanted To finish they were almost done with filming the season And then she gets sick from An intern maybe she shouldn't have had those many people In her house maybe she wasn't following something That they had all agreed to follow You know and then they were like now We're we have to wait we can't like Do what we want to do and You know move forward with our lives we're just Waiting on you to finish up the season It's sort of what I had sort of heard. Wow, and then Ebony that's... had said something um, on, on an interview where she was talking about COVID and how they had mm-hmm. like the strictest COVID rules in, you know, the real houses in yeah. New York because of New York City and, and the rules there. But she says, and you'll see, just as we tried to relax something just a little bit, we had cases. So,
3: well, oh, um. That's, that's a, that's a spicy meatball, right? there. Yeah, I mean, it's like the person's <laughs> sick. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> and i heard this from yeah. like a couple yeah. of producers. No, people I, I can't
3: believe it. I can't believe it because you can still have your feelings about it, like frustrations about it and who else knows. And maybe Sonya's always late to set. Who knows? Yeah. It's just like, oh gosh, and, and this. So, and this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, well, thank you so much for being on Lakia. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media, on Clubhouse, all that jazz.
3: Okay, guys, I had such a good time. Thank you so much for having me, Mandy. And if you guys are interested, you can join me on Clubhouse and Club Bravo on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. We do a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap room. We have a lot of fun. We play music. We we talk a little shade, a little serious, but we're always having fun. And then my um, Instagram is miss.lakiki to you. So it's M S period. Lakiki to you if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being on and I will need to hop on Clubhouse at some point for one of these recaps. Yes. Yes.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I love your podcast.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Have a good one.